0: They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade
1: only. Recent experience tells you it's probably going to be a tight game. Not a lot between the the two countries. This time we've got something a little bit different. We've got a full house at Hamden, which we haven't had before. So I'm intrigued to see if that makes a difference. I know the players are looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it.
2: The Go Radio football show with the Taxi Centre. Hosted by Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and Shelly Kerr. Listen live weeknights from five. Talking Scottish football first.
3: Let's go! 24 hours from now, Scotland will have kicked off against Israel. With us, the former Scotland captain, Barry Ferguson. And the last person to take us as manager to the World Cup finals is Shelly Kerr. Shelley, how excited are you for this game?
4: Huge game for us, isn't it? And um, listening to Steve's interview today, it's the first time in two years in his tenure that he's played at Hamden in front of a capacity Mm. crowd, Mm. which is absolutely unbelievable. But brilliant game for us at home, full stadium. And, um, but you know what? Israel for me are a good team
3: oh they are there's no question Shelley if we win tomorrow will you come back next week and sing Flower of Scotland to the nation here on the (laughs) Go Radio football show
4: I'll think about it
3: (laughs) Barry would you sing alongside her next Uh, week
5: yeah yeah, if I have a couple of (laughs) wines it could be arranged (laughs) don't sing sober
3: 24 hours to go Barry how excited are you for yeah. this game tomorrow it's in our hands as you said yeah, the other night.
5: that's that's the beauty of this um, we win the next three games listen we take uh, tomorrow first obviously as Shelley just mentioned there Israel for me are a very good side we're we, we very good players um, but it's in our own hands we win the next three games Paul we're in the playoffs and I firmly believe with the squad that Stevie Clark's picked obviously a big miss with Grant Hanley who I think has been superb over the last year or so I think we've got a good enough team um, to go and win that game tomorrow. It's going to be a tough one, a tight one, I think. But I think we'll have enough in the locker to win it.
3: The manager says it's like our World Cup. It's like the Cup final.
1: It's my first experience of being involved in a qualifying campaign all the way through where realistic; we've got a chance of being in the second position. So for me it's a little learning curve as well. It's a good experience. But what I'm learning is that every game's a Cup final. You, you need You need the points. This is the next Cup final. When we went to Vienna last month it was a big big night for us, we had to make sure that we got a positive result, got a very good result three points was a, was a great return from that game, six points for the last camp was a great return, put us in control of second position and now it's up to us to maintain that. Do we need to be
3: bold, brave Shelley?
4: I think Steve said it in his interview that you know, he's going to go and attack because you need to get the crowd on site you, you know Barry knows how important that is playing at the National Stadium with Scotland fans you need to get them on site and to do that, you have to start the game well. Um, you know, I, I, You know, changing the subject slightly, I'm just thinking about international football. Mm-hmm. And I don't think people realise that, you know, and Steve's been there for two years. And I was calculating this today. He's had 11 get-togethers in the, those two years, um, as well as the Euros. So plus the, the Euros added on to that. But what that equates to is probably about three months in a club environment yeah. mm-hmm. and everyone yeah. expects things to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And it's such a hard thing for a manager in terms of the tactical elements of the game, the game plan, because you don't have that much time to work with the players. But it's just an interesting thing. I was thinking about it the day. Yeah, so, and, yeah.
5: and also, when um, after the weekend's game, there's some guys that may come with niggles, tightness, so you might not have the full squad until maybe Wednesday or Thursday in the games on the Saturday so people don't appreciate how difficult a job has been an international manager
3: One change of course we all know is Scott McTominay is back and he's been speaking about the Man United star I see
1: Scott wherever he plays you know wherever I choose to play him I know he'll give, he'll give his best for the, for the country as he's always done So Scott can play both positions equally well
3: He feels he's uh, moulding his team It was just
1: a gradual process that we, that we looked at what we had we analysed myself my coaching stuff. Uh, look at and you, you think, right, what's the best way to get the best out of this group of players? Uh, the decision was to go three at the back. Uh, and then from there, you you try to put a little bit more meat, meat on the bones, try to find the right players in the right positions, uh, the right combinations. And gradually, over a period of time, I think we've done that. And we've got ourselves in a position where we've shown that we can go to difficult places and get results with a certain formation. Listen, I also know and recognise that there are weaknesses within the system that we play. It's up to us to make those weaknesses as, as few as possible and and not so obvious to the opposition.
3: All right, the Go Radio Football Show. We're going to give you the chance. You can speak to the former women's manager, Shelley Kerr. 34 games in charge of Scotland. Took us to the World Cup Finals. Uh, and that was the first time in over 20 years that we'd been at any major tournament. Was phenomenal. And Barry Ferguson, who led Scotland so many times with distinction. oh eight, oh 08, 17, 17, 700. Barry's got two pages in the record today on his team for the match. I mean, I think we almost know what the team is. The manager says he knows the 11 he's starting with, Shelley. Who are you starting with tomorrow?
4: I think I know what Steve's team will be. Um, and... I think he's alluded to it in his interview there, where you're talking about he's had two years in terms of trying to find the best balance in the team. He's come up with that solution. And I think previously, you know, us as pundits, you were always second guessing Mm. what Steve's team was Mm. going to be. But I don't think that's the case now. I think that McTominay's in, obviously. um, Grant Handley's obviously out. He's suspended. So for me, it's a straight swap and I don't think there'll be any other changes. So it be Gordon and Goals, Tierney, McTominay, Henry, um, Robertson, McGregor, Gilmer. And I think he'll go with O'Donnell. McGinn just in front of them. And then Dykes and Adams, I think that's what he'll go with.
3: Today in the paper, Barry, you said it on Wednesday night, you're going with Gordon, McTominay, Henry and Tierney. Patterson on the right, Robertson on the left, Gilmer and McGregor, McGinn, and Adams and Dykes up front. I don't want to go on about it all night. Yeah, but that, yeah. That's you, my choice. Of course, yeah.
5: But I, I agree with Shelley. I think but, Steve Steve Clark will stick with O'Donnell. Look, I mentioned in my, my column as well. He
3: hasn't put a foot wrong. He hasn't. What you I,
5: said. I've got to be yeah. honest with you. Um, Stephen O'Donnell, every time I watch Scotland, he's always performed at a high level. Um, in the last game in Austria, I thought he mm. was excellent. He could have had a goal as well, um, defended really well. And you know what you're getting for Stephen O'Donnell – I just think Nathan Partson brings a bit more energy, I, I really like him, youthful um, player, just somebody who I think is going to get better and better, wage, and it's that good. would be my obvious choice.
3: It's terrific that we've got kind of uniformity, and we're talking about one position that we're not sure about. Let's go on the lines. Oh, 808, 17, 17, 700. You can feel the excitement, can't you? Just uh, it's building up. Just a few miles away tomorrow night. We'll all be there. First, I take it you're invited to Shelley. I'm sure you are by the SFA. No,
4: I'm not actually. You're, you're kidding.
3: <laughs> you're kidding. No
4: ticket for me,
3: no. If we get your ticket, you're going to go. Yeah. Let's get oh, a ticket for Shelley Kerr, MBE. Barry Ferguson, 45 cats for Scotland, will not go down that line. It's about the whole nation wants to be there tomorrow. It's a sellout, and that's brilliant, Barry, isn't it? Yeah, it's l- fantastic.
5: Listen, I, yeah. I heard Steve Clark's interview. He's excited, and the most mm-hmm. important thing is the players are. Um, Steve Clark's not played in a full stadium at Hamden. Hard to 52,000. <laughs> well. Honestly, I believe it. I played some games at Hamden, the atmosphere wasn't great, but there's, uh, we were speaking oh. about it on Wednesday. When I played against Italy It's the yep. best atmosphere I've, I've sampled um, It was amazing And I think tomorrow The atmosphere is going to be Exactly the same as that Because the fans will be Desperate to get there Get behind the boys And I think it will be Electric tomorrow
3: Here's the first of your Callers that want to speak to you. It's Gordon from the Tartan Scarf On the line Good evening Gordon Evening everyone How are we doing? Good You got your ticket for tomorrow?
6: I do, yes, yes, my absolute golden ticket. Um, But I will say, if if anyone is anxious about the score, you needn't worry, because I'm taking my nine-year-old nephew, Luke, to the game. Um, He's only been to two Scotland games so far. He's only seen us win, so we're safe.
3: Well, that's it. Thanks for the call, Gordon. Cheers, nothing else to say. (laughs) Luke is going. He's the lucky charm. That's it, job done. In fact, is Stevie Lennon ready? We can go straight to the music. That's it. Young Luke is the lucky charm for Scotland. Gordon, it's brilliant, isn't it, to be there tomorrow? and, And... Stevie Clark's never been in charge of a full house at Hamden. Shelley was saying that. It's amazing, isn't it?
6: It is. You're you are absolutely right. And I think, obviously, you know, the Tartan army are famous around the world. Um, Barry was just alluding to that in the game, the famous game against Italy that he played in. That is probably the best atmosphere that I've ever experienced at a football game. There was something electric and magical. You walked into the stadium and the atmosphere felt different, even from half an hour before kickoff. And Hopefully tomorrow night can be something similar, um, and we can cheer the guys on. You know, obviously we've we've played Israel so many times, but I think the fact that we've never played them in front of a full house that can be a real game changer tomorrow night.
3: We know so much about each other, Barry, don't we? The Israeli
5: team we can almost uh, give you the team just now. They are dangerous. They are dangerous. They're very good. Um, I think they're, they're underrated, if I'm being honest mm-hmm. with you. Um, Zahavi up front yep. scores goals for fun. The real danger man for me is the boy Solomon. He, I, yeah. I, I love watching him. Um, what so, do you love about Solomon? Just listen, he's a bag of tricks. Mm-hmm. He's he's very direct. Um, so there is players that we've got to be aware of. And I'm sure Steve Clark would have worked on that all week. Um, but listen, we're at home, full house. I keep looking at your team. Look, I keep saying they're a very good team. We've, we're a very good team yep. we've got very good players we've got players playing at the highest level and that's why I'm so confident that we'll get the right result tomorrow it's not going to be a walkover Paul no way For sure. it'll be a difficult game but I think we've got enough to get that vital three points Shelley?
4: I, I think it's going to be a tough game um, and sometimes when you do have a capacity crowd it heaps of pressure on you um, you saw that in the Euros I felt it did affect us in the Euros although it wasn't a full capacity yep. But it felt like I was fortunate to be there and I think it was 12,000 in the atmosphere. You atmosp- got an invitation to that <laughs> one. <laughs>
5: it's
4: because I was working at it. But I think the atmosphere was absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. So I can only imagine what it's going to be like tomorrow but I do think it's going to be a hard game. I mean, you you mentioned um, Zahavi and, and Solomon. You've got De Boer as well mm-hmm. if he plays. Mm-hmm. He's absolutely frightening. And and then you've got the experience in Nacho in the central midfield area where he's integral to everything but... I always think sometimes we concentrate on the opponents too much. You know, we have got quality. Yeah. You know, you look at, we're off the back of two two great results. There's a bit of momentum there for us. And, you know, if you're a player walking out tomorrow and even the manager, what a lift you're going to get.
5: But I, I just yeah. keep looking at your team. Look, like, go for a goalkeeper, Craig Gordon. Phenomenal goalkeeper. I've I played with Craig Gordon. Mm. You see what he's doing at Hearts. Has and he got better? Even better? Yeah, listen, he's always been a top-class goalkeeper, yep. Craig Gordon. Um, I was lucky enough, it was Craig Gordon and Alan McGregor that were going for that that spot, two quality keepers. And then, as Shelley just mentioned, uh, we've got top players, we've got Ciarán Tierney, Andy Robertson, McTominay, Billy Gilmer, who's going to be in time one of the best midfielders in Britain for me, Callum McGregor, John McGinn. John McGinn. These guys are playing at clubs that they are under pressure to win games all the time. And that's, I, that's why I think... Tomorrow, as Shelly had mentioned about the crowd, I think they'll revel in that. And me as a player, I wanted to play in front of packed crowds. And as long as they start well, I'm sure the crowd will get right behind them. But it's key that we start really in the front foot, put a put a marker down, um, get the ball forward, get in their faces, and I'm sure that will be the. The game plan for Steve Clarke? I
4: think it'll be a yeah. real tactical battle because I think they'll set up the same way as us. So it'll be really, really interesting yeah. in terms of... Because something's got to give. Well, they well, believe they, they, they can win. Well, they yeah. have to win, don't they? Yeah. You know, a draw's not any good to them. They yeah. have to win. So yeah. I think that it'll be a really, really cagey affair, but certainly in, in terms of from a tactical perspective.
3: Gordon, who would you look to? You know the Scotland team really well. Who are you looking we, forward? I know it's whoever wears the dark blue tomorrow. But where's a wee spark coming from? I think, you know, something that really impressed me in that win
6: in Vienna uh, last month, which, you know, let's not overstate it, that was a phenomenally important win and a phenomenally impressive Mm -hmm. win. That was the first time we'd won away from home against a higher seed since 2013. Mm -hmm. So that was massive for us. What really impressed me in that game was the way that Lyndon Dykes and Shea Adams, they led the press from the front. I mean, you know, so, so often you've seen Scotland teams before where if we played with one striker, it's often been quite easy for opposition defences to play around that that striker when they've been trying to chase people down. Dykes and Adams working together, it really upset that Austrian defence. And I think we need to see that tomorrow night. We need to see the intensity. You know, If there's one thing that's always been the case with international football, as long as I've watched it, if you let opposition teams have time and space to build confidence, they will grow into a game and they'll eventually hurt you. It's so important that we really assert ourselves tomorrow night.
5: Yeah, I agree with Gordon Dykes and Shea Adams. They do the dirty side of the game brilliantly for me. Um, they're not just good centre-forwards in my eyes. When things are, are going against the team, you, you see them at times over Nostra. They were tracking back beyond the midfield. and that, That's what you want for your centre-forward. Not just to be a, a benchmark up top. You want them to do the, the dirty side of the game. And they two, for me, are a very good combination. So, I really like them. Dangerous, powerful and there's only one thing you can maybe label at them they don't score enough goals but yep. look that'll come in time. They're
3: grafters rather than the big prima donnas but it's the hard work we want tomorrow and hopefully the goals because that has been our problem just not enough goals. I'm looking back there too in the paper today April 1981 Scotland 3 Israel 1 looking at the team Alan Ruff McGrain, the captain Gray Hanson McLeish Sunis, Davy Proven who was with us on Wednesday night Archibald Joe Jordan Hartford Robertson and the goal's from, two what, from Robertson, one from Provenance. <laughs> but we've got a really great team now. Well, not a great team yet, but the players there, they need a bit of a swagger tomorrow, don't they? I think they need to hear what the fans are saying, what you're saying. Talk about...
4: I think that the big thing is that there's a difference between having that confidence and mm-hmm. arrogance. I, I like teams and players to be confident, but you, you've got to get that balance right because you've got to focus, I think, at the highest level for me, it's the decision-making and if you if you have that arrogance, sometimes that can affect yeah. your decision making. So it's important that they have confidence. Um, but again, you know, talking about Shea Adams, and Dykes, I think it will be really, really important tactically for them tomorrow. Because you know, if if Israel, as we expect them to play a back three, mm-hmm. um, that can turn into a back five. Mm-hmm. Um, you had John McGinnon they are playing just off them. I think starting higher up the pitch mm-hmm. really could affect us winning the ball. Um,
5: I like Shelley and, and, I like John and, and McGinn they've,
4: they've done that I think that's how we scored in the previous mm-hmm. game in terms of our starting position so you win the ball higher up and then you can go and attack because you've got three players mm-hmm. that are beyond the ball
5: John McGinn when he plays that a bit further forward when he's got two players behind him where he can go and get beyond the strikers and get in uh, people's faces and I, I just love I like John McGinn David made a good point on Wednesday night let him off the leash mm-hmm. when you let John McGinn off the leash that's when he's a better player for me.
3: I don't think we're ever arrogant, are we? And Gordon, no. I think you'd agree. Scotland, I think we just need a bit of swagger. Believe, listen to what look at Barry's saying. She, exactly, it would do them good Looking to at hear midfield this.
5: Three, yeah, yeah. I always look at the midfield because obviously I was a midfielder myself. Yeah. I look at young Billy Gilman. I just oh, again, yeah. he's a young guy. I could just watch all day. I love his confidence. You go and take the ball under pressure. Mm-hmm. Callum McGregor for me. He's went up a level. He's took the responsibility at Celtic now. He's a captain. He's a big player in John McGinn, look what he's doing down in the Premier League. I mean, if he, he says to me three years ago, John McGinn, I always thought he was a good player, but he's been up a couple of notches for me, John McGinn.
3: Gordon, the manager says the fans have got a big job to do and they're buying into the team, they're right behind I think them. it's
1: brilliant. I think it's a measure of where we were and where we are now. We've we've improved. Uh, I think the, the supporters have bought into that. OK, we had the, the Euros in the summer that everyone will say was a disappointment, but I think for the supporters, they just enjoyed... To be part of that campaign rather than sitting watching it on the television, it was nice for them to to be at the games, to feel as though they were part of that, that whole tournament. And I, I, th- I think that's carried on. And the fact that we've got a full house this month and almost a full house next month, probably will be a full house against Denmark next month, tells you that the supporters are buying into this group of players. And so they should, because this group of players are doing good things for their country. Gordon,
3: so tomorrow night, you and Luke, what's the plan? Tell us your day.
6: Um, well, we're, we're, we've got, got a few things planned during the day, but yeah, hopefully we'll, we'll get down to Hamden nice and early and um, get, get some of the pre-match atmosphere because it is going to be a special night. Um, I, th- I, think, I think the one, one, one thing I'll say, though, is that the, th- the thing that's really impressed me about the Steve Clark Scotland side is just the mentality of these players. You know, we don't really need to be talking about their potential of what they could do. We can look at the evidence of what they've already done. And in the last 12 months, they've had three really big, really intense, high-pressure matches you look at Belgrade, you look at Wembley, you look at Vienna and they stood up to all of them and they've won two of them and got a positive result in the other one. I mean, that's really impressive for the Scotland side when you think that when Steve Clark took over he was inheriting a group of players whose confidence was through the floor. Yeah. They went 1-0 down in Russia. Before you know it, it's 4-0. They went 4-0 down against Belgium. This is a different side now. This is night and day and they've built that together and it's, like, it's a core nucleus of players and I'm loving it. Absolutely loving Steve Clark's reign.
3: <laughs> Great. Gordon, scoreline tomorrow then.
6: Oh, goodness me. I, I I think very likely you look at every, every game we've played in the last six against uh, Israel, it's only been decided by one goal. Yep. So I, I don't
3: know if my heart can take that, to be honest. I would <laughs> love to say 2-0, but I think a 2-1, a nervy 2-1 uh, more yeah. likely. I'll tell you, we'd take that. Gordon, thanks for calling. We'll speak with you soon. Good luck tomorrow. Pleasure. Cheers.
2: The Go Radio Football Show with thetaxicenter.com. Don't miss out on huge savings on your new taxi. Available exclusively to The Taxi Trade. Let's go! go, go.
3: International weekend to go radio football show with the taxis centre. It's Paul Cooney here, Shelley Kerr, Barry Ferguson. Loads of your calls coming in 0808 17 17 700, coming from the heart of Glasgow. Thousand downloads since we came on air. Thanks to everyone who's made the switch from five every evening Monday to Friday. Some great stuff, great chat. Last night we had Tyson Fury's dad on the programme. I wonder if we should put him in to do the pre-match talk, Barry, for the players. Because he, he sounds just like his son. I know you were in training during it. Do you want to hear a bit of John Fury last night?
5: Yeah, I'm a, a big fan of I boxing. Know. You know what I'm like, I never miss a, a fight. It's one of the things that I've always always been interested in. And I enjoy actual boxing training. It's one of the hardest things um, I've ever done. I got into it when I was down in Birmingham. Um, it was part of yeah. pre-season and To build you up for the new
3: season yep.
5: Yeah it was part of like, You know what you do You do your preparation You're running And in the afternoon Instead of going back out on the pitch It was boxing training It was really good I enjoyed it
3: You're going to be watching it In the middle of the night Tomorrow night into Sunday Yes yeah. I'll, I'll be watching it of course Deontay Wilder against his son, yep. Tyson Fury. Here's his dad live. Exclusive last night. Well, he was in a couple of other places as well, but he wanted to come on. I got the call just before five, and he came on.
5: The people you know. Well,
3: he came on just uh just before the programme. He was absolutely brilliant. So this was him last night. Let's just get a clip of it. Speaking about his son in the fight. Yeah,
6: well, listen, he's up there where he needs to be, he's bulked up, he's had his normal weight. You know, techno how Tyson looks. That's what he is. He's not genetically gifted. He's a strong, fighting man. He's got everything right going for him. You know, and uh, let me tell you, you know, he's got all the attributes in the world. He's got the skill, he's got the brains, he's got the nuts, he's got the art. He's got everything going for him, you know, and he's got will and determination to die for. And if you've not got all that to match him, you're losing the fight. Because Tyson is one incredible human being. He's proved it, and he's going to prove to all his fans in Britain and all over the world just watch that space Saturday night. It's going to be very
3: intriguing. You're going to learn something else about Tyson Fury Saturday night. When, if he wins, his dad's going to come back on uh, on Monday night on the program with us.
4: Yeah, Barry's we're, having we're, a fight with us. Yes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and last night, Shelley, you were watching uh, France Belgium, oh, which what a turnaround in that game there, with uh, France winning three two, but Belgium were two up. What happened?
4: Oh, yeah, just. Oh. First of all, what a game of football. Yeah. Um, the talent on show. Likaku both teams. Scoring, and, yeah. Do you know what, I, I was Backed. watching it and at yeah. half-time, you know, France, I thought, started the game really well. Belgium came it, obviously got their two goals. But I always felt that France would come back into it just because of the talent that they had. But it got really exciting. Um, Belgium obviously had a, a goal um, disallowed yeah. from VAR. And then France scored right to death. Um, but what a game of football it was.
5: Phenomenal. Yeah. yeah, some talent and show some of the some of the players are. are how good is
4: bit... how good is Benzema as well? I mean, yeah. He's oh, been
5: uh. about I mean I, I played I actually played against him
4: Did you? Um, yeah. when
5: he was at Leon. Wow. When we beat them 3-0 over there and then they came to Ibrox in the Champions League and, and battered us 3 <laughs> he was he was, he? he was young coming through. Yeah. yeah, you could you could see he was going to go to the top obviously. I think a year or two later he got his he got his move to Real Madrid and he's been a phenomenal player for Madrid. And,
4: and Deschamps just brought him back in, hasn't mm. he? Yeah, he, was out for actually, a few he was years. out for a few years. But do you know what? I watched his movement off the ball last night and any young player,
2: Broch. have a
4: look at him, absolutely brilliant and still got the same hunger and desire to you know, get a result and put the ball in the back of the net.
3: And Shirley, no surprise last night, we lost 1-0 to Denmark. So it was at five points between us and them at the top. So for the under-21s,
4: do you know what? I think they'll be a wee bit disappointed. I watched yep. parts of the game, um, and Scott, what Scott Gemmell mm. does for the twenty ones is he sets his team up really well. They were really compact last night. Um, Denmark, for me, had better individual players, um, real game changers. I think they'll be disappointed with the goal that they conceded. You know, mm-hmm. um, it probably could have been prevented, so he'll be disappointed in that respect. But you know, obviously Denmark, I think, are the top seeds in the group. So. Um, but again I think the 21's got some good players um, yep. got some good players coming through Welsh was captain of the side last night you had Middleton playing so Doig um, playing yeah Doig as well,
3: as well. Yep. it's a strong team he said we weren't outclassed at all and yeah he was disappointed that we lost to that Gustav Goal So let's hope That's not the story Tomorrow night Scotland against Israel Taking loads of your calls And on the socials 0808 08, 17 17 700 That's the game Well this time tomorrow Barry will be 31 minutes into it What would you say To the fans who are listening Just keep going I mean the goals Might not come Or the goal It's all we need Isn't it One goal
5: Yeah but What will I say To the fans what tell at him, would you say Tell to them about Aye. Your
4: experience In the Italy game No they,
5: I mean, I, I'd played at Hamden a number of times, yeah. even cup finals. I was speaking off air to, to Shelley about it. And that was the only game that I've come out for the warm up that was virtually full and it was electric. And you just get so much energy for that. How long before kickoff? 40 minutes. Wow. And I, I honestly think it's going to be similar because mm. you hear people talking. I know a few people are going to the game, they're going to go in really early because they're excited. They've not been there for a, a long time. What was that, two years? There's been yeah. no fans inside. Mm-hmm. Well, no full house at Hamden, so yeah it certainly made a difference to me when I looked round at the boys when we were doing the warm up you could see they were, they, they, were um, they were absolute buzzing with it and um, um, I firmly believe that's why we took Italy the full way because the fans that night were unreal
3: let's hope that's the case tomorrow let's hear from Craig Gordon back with the number one jersey and he's speaking about these special games
7: the older you get the, the more you realise that uh, these things don't go on forever uh, there is limited amounts of opportunities to qualify for, for big tournaments and yeah it, it does it does become you know, more special and a little bit more on, on each game that you, you go out and manage to represent a national team so yeah, hopefully I can do it a, a few more times and then get a a few more games um, in this campaign and, and be successful. <laughs> well,
5: I've yes, watched maybe. Hearts a, a number of times. As yep. everybody's been impressed with the their start to the season and Craig Gordon's form. Um, it's just been what you expect of Craig Gordon, and I'll go yeah. back to it. I mean, he obviously Celtic let him go last summer, and it baffled me. Um, and a hundred thousand dollars. plus Celtic's loss yep. was Hearts' gain for me um, he was a massive player for him to get them promoted out the championship and then I've seen his performances it was Edinburgh derby. both goalkeepers were, were great yep. but Craig Basically. Gordon was yep. exceptional he's 38 and he doesn't look to me if he's slowing down any time mm. yet
4: Barry I think that he's he's been the one for me in terms of Hearts' of success this mm-hmm. season so far because it's so important as you well know when you've got A goalkeeper like that, who, you know, is pulling off saves, and it's not that he's getting called upon all the time, but when he is called upon, he's making brilliant saves, saves that he made 20 years ago. And I think that gives confidence to, you know, the back line in front of him. Um, And there's absolutely no doubt in my mind that, you know, he's been instrumental in the success that Hearts have had this season so far.
5: You know, as a player, Shelley, as a player, when you know teams at times are going to get through you, when you know you've got a top goalkeeper there, and nine times out of ten, he's going to pull a save off. That gives you confidence. But what Craig Gordon does, in go, he's a real presence as well. He's a big he's a big lumpy of guy, Craig Gordon. Um, and as I said, his form's been, been unbelievable this year for Hearts.
3: And it must make a difference for a keeper to know you're wanted. He's now the number one. You know, he was in and out at Celtic for a while. And I think the chance to go to Hearts... He just grabbed it he's now the captain he's been talking about his first international can you remember it i remember
7: getting to the the ground i think it was protests at the time um that, that we were even playing israel um so it was uh i was it was a strange start to, to international football but i i think i came on second half played under reiner bonhoff at the time uh, under 21s and yeah that, that was my, my very first involvement in, in international level um yeah 19 years on Good to finally play them again, even though Scotland have played them so often. It'll be my first time in 19 years. 19 years, Shelley. It's phenomenal.
4: It's just incredible. But do you know what? We were talking about him there earlier as well. And he's still really, really agile. He's still fit. Um, But what I like about him the most is he still wants to learn the game. I've I've been talking to him um, on a few occasions. And, you know, he's still keen to learn, even although he's achieved success. He will get videos, he will, he, I mean, he spoke to me about his time at Celtic in terms of his distribution. He'll download, obviously, clips for the game. So even at his age and stage, his career, he's still open to learning. I think that's a credit to him.
5: See, when he got left out, the Celtic team, because obviously they were saying that he wasn't great on the ball, that, that surprised me. I always thought that was one of his strengths.
3: That was during Brendan Rogers' time, yeah, wasn't I, it? I yeah, I thought
5: that was one of his great, listen, great shot stopper, great coming out for Crosses, we all know that, but actually, with the ball at his feet, Craig Gordon for me was actually one of the better goalkeepers. Mm-hmm.
4: I, I just, I, I mean, I watched them last week as well. And against Motherwell, I think Tony Watt had a really good chance. Yes. A brilliant first touch with Tony Watt shot, and you know, he's just pulling off saves that and he makes them look ordinary saves. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a, he's a class act as well. I think he's, he's an absolute role Gentleman.
3: model, yeah, living the dream. He's got Scotland. Do
4: you know, I actually felt a wee bit sorry for him during the Euros. Why? And and I think that people think this is maybe a wee bit controversial because David Marshall obviously done so well in the penalty shootouts, but I actually think that Craig was in better form. And to have been around for that lengthy time and not get any minutes, not get any, you know, I, I think I felt bad for him. But it does the shows Euros.
5: you his commitment. Of course. Yeah. He, he still had a belief that. This will come, I will get back in and be that number one goalkeeper. Because um, it would be easy yeah. for Craig Gordon to say, yeah. right, you know what? I've had, I think it's his 60th cap tomorrow. Right. He said, yeah. enough caps, I'm just going to concentrate in club football. But listen, he's still got that bit between his teeth that he wants to continue to, he just no play cl- club football. He wants to still be number one for his country. So the
3: goalkeeper at 38... So is Alan McGregor, 39. Goalkeeper's mature. The manager's been speaking about the the squad and the fact that it's a young squad. It shows you the
1: level of player that we've got, but then my job as a head coach is to try and put them together, keep them together. Like I said before, I think we're on the right path. This group, with the number of caps that they're picking up, the experience they're gaining, relatively young group. I think Liam's the oldest in the group now. He just turned 30. He might just be 29. I need to be careful there in case upset him. Outside of the goalkeepers, obviously. So they're a good age, gaining caps, they're getting more experience and they'll get better. And I kept saying that we will go to a team that's seeded above us and get a result. And we did that in Vienna. But that's in the past. Now we have to focus on the next one. But in Israel, we need three points. If we get three points in that one, we need to look at the next game after that. Shelley,
3: what's it like today then, the day before the game? What's the the routine for Scotland? He faced the media. When I say faced the media, he was in great form this morning. Um, What's it like the day before?
4: I I think that, you know, you've done your last bit of work on the pitch. So as a manager and the coaching staff, you're almost like looking at the analysis part. Maybe tonight they'll do a wee bit more analysis. But I I always felt, um, really good after the final training session that match day minus one as a manager where you're you've it's not that your job's done but actually on the pitch you've tried to obviously come up with a game plan you know look at how you can design that on the pitch that's your final session so now as a manager your head is in scenario planning so what if what if this happens what if that happens He's already said that he's, you know, 100% on his team, so he doesn't have to have a sleepless night about team. He knows his team, so he could probably be relaxing right now, get that last bit of analysis done, give the players a last few bits of messages in terms of, you know, what they might come up against. And then, you know, it's almost you can look forward to the game. I think the good thing is it's not an evening kick-off, it's no half past seven, quarter to eight. You know, it's it's an earlier kick-off, which I always think is better.
3: Almost as good as three o'clock Saturday afternoon But five is good I completely agree with you It's getting dark now What half past yeah, six Barry and Five's
5: pretty good I love so, yeah. playing football Under the floodlights as well yeah. I, I just love playing under What's uh, the difference? I honestly don't know
3: Don't say that Paul the sun goes down <laughs> the,
5: You need the lights no, I, I, I just enjoyed um, Night games uh,
3: We all do don't we Under this the West floodlights
5: yep. I just Loved it
3: Barry Ferguson Shelley Kerr with us here on the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre we've got more coming from the manager more of your calls we'll hear from Nathan Patterson we'll hear from Craig Gordon again and uh, we're going to talk about Rangers specifically about Stephen Gerrard because the back pages today yep there's plenty about the football tomorrow but there's also with the Saudis now in the tune of Newcastle and Stephen Gerrard is uh, in their sights, according to the bookmakers, but the bookmakers don't often get it wrong. Will there be a bid to bring Stephen Gerrard to England, the north of England, but not to Merseyside, to Newcastle? We don't know, but we'll be discussing that and building up to Scotland next.
2: The Go Radio Football Show with the taxicenter.com Don't miss out on huge savings on your new taxi. Available exclusively to the taxi trade. Let's go! Go! Go!
3: The wine has arrived, so Barry is happy moderately over the weekend, not here in the studio, but at the castle. It has arrived. Brexit's affected so many things. Listen, he's, uh, he's
4: uh, getting his wine delivered, and I got new wellies delivered. Uh, did,
3: did you? Yeah. <laughs> you got the Hunter Wellies, you'll be very trendy. Yeah. No, Barber. Uh, Barber, all right. Sorry, there we there are. There you go. You're yep. in your place there, too. Uh, he's in here with you, too. Yeah, Paul Cooney, Shelley Kerr, Barry Ferguson, on the eve of Scotland against Israel. Yet we meet again tomorrow. And we have to go and we have to win and surely we will win tomorrow night. England are playing Andorra over there but you'll see it maybe on the telly if you've been watching there was a fire there in the stadium today Barry and they're working just now round the clock to get that game on tomorrow for England.
5: Yeah and it looks as if it was a a bad one at that. It looks where the the cameras were obviously going to be placed to um, take on the game so it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens whether the, the game is allowed to go ahead or it gets moved elsewhere Paul For
3: England I mean obviously they're doing so well so we'll move on from that we don't have to say too much about it but uh, for Scotland tomorrow Shelley let's hear from Stevie Clark talking about the team you mentioned right at the beginning about how good are Israel
1: Recent experience tells you that it's probably going to be a tight game not a lot between the the two countries good game I think a good good technical game Uh, one we're looking forward to this time we've got something a little bit different and we've got the full house at Hamden which we haven't had before, so I'm intrigued to see if that makes a difference. Excitement for me, uh, first time as head coach, we'll have experienced a full house at Hamden, so I know the players are looking forward to. It. I'm looking forward to it, and hopefully, like I said, it just gives us that little bit extra impetus to go and get the points that we want.
3: Give us a call if you're going to the match tomorrow night. The Tartan Army, 52,000 will be there. They're saying it's a test event, so bring your COVID passport. They'll be doing some spot checks tomorrow at the match. So get along early to the game. There was also the meeting this afternoon about uh, VAR and the introduction of VAR. Where do you stand on that Shelley? B- Barry and I spoke about it on Wednesday. Are you up for VAR?
4: Of course I always have been. I think that now it's getting better. I think it's like everything, you know, when it first comes in and it's introduced, you know, nobody likes change or they're a wee bit adverse to it. But I think when you look at the English English Premier League this season in comparison with last season, I think it's worked much better.
3: The Cinch Premiership representatives had a meeting today, as you know, about VAR. So there was a meeting and the statement, I won't read it all, says they were broadly supportive of the principle of VAR being introduced in Scotland. Conversations will continue with a view to an SPFL vote on its formal introduction. I guess the only thing will be finance, Barry. It's, yeah, about it's 60 to, grand a club. 60, yeah, it's 000. going to
5: come down to finances. Yep. Obviously, with the COVID situation over the last couple of years, Paul, a lot of clubs have, have struggled financially. Um, but look, I, I think it's important that we get it in. I'm sure if you ask any referees, they'll be desperate. You see some of the, the obviously the decisions that are getting made. They'll go mm. back to a, a game a couple of weeks ago at Easter Road. I don't know if you've seen it, Shelley The penalty that yeah. Hab's got it's against Saint Johnson, Johnson. Yeah. I thought it was very harsh. Yeah. I I don't see how the player can get out out of the way when it's only two yards away with the, the pace at the strike the ball. Um, so look, I'm I'm all for it. Um, it's got obviously it's got its good and bad points. Mm. The bit I didn't like about it last year was when decisions were taking three and four minutes but it's certainly got a lot better this season
3: Much better With the the screen there, trackside the SFA have reiterated the offer they're going to underwrite the training costs for match officials uh, with match costs being borne equally to cinch premiership clubs It's, It's a sponsorship opportunity There's an idea, I'm sure they've had it Get it sponsored Get one of the big companies to sponsor it. Change football in Scotland. Hopefully we'll be qualifying for the World Cup Finals. Rangers or Celtic or whoever wins the, the title this year straight into Europe, into the Champions League next season. Let's be positive. Sponsorship. No, show. It, Can you imagine it, it, that? One of the major companies there could sponsor it. We now go to the too Go, simple, Ra- go Radio it? Var. <laughs> Whatever. You fancy that, Barry? You'll be <laughs> no, you're busy at Alloa. Um, so that's just one of the things here. In Newcastle, they've been out in the streets last night, late into the night, because finally they've got rid of Mike Ashley. He wasn't a popular owner. It almost happens to every owner eventually, doesn't it? But uh, yeah, uh, the (laughs) tune. they've got new owners. I don't know if you'd be chasing them around the place saying, uh, time to go. So the Saudis are in charge 300 million. That's not a lot of money for the club, I don't think. Given the wealth of the sovereign wealth of uh, Saudi Arabia or that, that company that they're stressing that is in charge, of. it's the company, not the state itself. But, Barry, how much are they worth? You've been doing some yeah, digging.
5: I, I was watching it today, and doing some digging. I've been like, everybody watching That's it on Sky, and I was astounded. How much? When they said 700 billion. Million? <laughs> billion? Million. <laughs> B- B- billions? B. B for billion. Do you watch B for Billions? Barry you watch
3: billions yeah, well, yeah it's great that, isn't yeah, it's it good. see Damien's leaving we'll come back to that 700 billion yep and they put wow. it
5: against in terms of Man City as a football club their owners are worth 32 billion so it tells you what sort of owners and backing that Newcastle are going to get and it's um they've made it clear that this is no short term this is a long term project um, they're actually
4: saying that in five years um their target mm-hmm. is to obviously win the Premier League and um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, listen, if you go back, you know, historically, look at all the players that Newcastle have had. You know, Shearer, Ferdinand, Shea Given, Gascoigne. You could Me ring um, them all off. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's late, Ginola. That, oh, Ginola, yeah. Ami Obi Keegan, mm-hmm. do you know? It just, it's Darren incredible. Jackson. But, do you know... <laughs> do, yeah, I forgot about Darren. Craig Dan. Moore. Our own Craig Moore. Yeah, yeah right. was there. Yeah. But do, do you know what I would say... Um, and probably just a wee soft spot because of the managerial thing. No, but, this is the
3: managers' union. Yeah, be yeah. <laughs> warming up, right? No, but, let me ask you a question, st- Barry. Do you want to ask her a question? It's a serious one because we haven't gone on to Steven Gerrard yet, but you've got a great point.
4: Yeah. I mean, is
3: there a manager still there?
4: Yeah, I mean Steve Bruce, right, Barry? Come on, he's on nine, nine, nine games. He's one off. He's a thousand game. That would be against Tottenham. I think that's the next game. How harsh would it be if they were to? put someone else in now. Surely they give him that... Yeah, but
5: I, You mentioned it games. when you came in and uh, do you know what? I never even no. thought about that until I had seen... I think it was last week it was on that it was going to be his 1,000 um, game as a manager. Um, and I think it would be harsh because I think he's been unfairly criticised at times at Newcastle, Steve Bruce. Um, you just need to see the clubs yeah. that he's managed. He's clearly a good manager. I just think the Newcastle fans... It was Mike Ashley that had nothing, and obviously that's come back on Steve Bruce. But I'm with you, Shelley. The managers' union, I think, he should be given that out of respect, because um, they no, can't do anything. No just. no, a lot now. Of
4: managers get no. to that yeah. um, and getting that accolade. It's, it's I, sheer- I think
3: anyone listening would agree with yeah. you. Right yeah. to the real question: Stephen Gerrard, is he? Are they going to come for him? They're talking about Eddie Howe, but we've all heard about that in Glasgow. Eddie who, um, or Stephen Gerrard? Are they going to come for Stephen Gerrard? There's Amanda Staveley there, who is uh, fronting it up for the Saudis. She got there eventually, Um, but Barry, what's going to happen? You, you'll know the inside track.
5: Are they after Stephen Gerrard? Listen, that uh, bookies, as you know, don't normally yeah. get things get things wrong. Um, if you were asked me before this takeover, if New- a club like Newcastle would come in for st- Stephen Gerrard. I don't think it would happen, but now you're talking a different ball game, you're talking about owners I've just mentioned there, the money that they've got, 700 billion, it looks clearly that they're going to go for it, um, Shirley made a point there that they want to be one in the Premier League in five years, and they want to bring in big, big names, mm. um, and obviously Steven Gerrard's a massive name, not just in British football, but world football, Um I wouldn't like to see it happen with him, but honestly, I still think he's got unfinished business.
3: Is it too soon for Stephen Gerrard to go anywhere I, apart from Liverpool? I think it is,
5: because, look, great season last year in terms of winning a league poll. I, for me, I, I said at the start of the season that I think he needs to go on now and win more trophies. Um, obviously, the, the domestic trophies in terms of the Scottish Cup and League Cup, that's something that he spoke about over the last couple of weeks. So... I Still, think he's got unfinished business, and I would like to think that he would, um, he would stay mm-hmm. up in Scotland. Shelley,
3: what do you feel? I think everyone in Scotland, well, I'm sure the well, But he's been well, great, not just for he Rangers, he's been
5: great for the Scottish game. Well, he's lifted the whole profile yeah, well, for sure. Not just Stephen Gerrard, Brendan Rogers as well, coming yeah, absolutely. up. These names in your game are, is great, of course. but we, at some stage, we
4: haven't had that, you know, since Graham Sooners came up yeah. and you know, all the English mm-hmm. players started to come up. That was a big change for Scottish football you know it became more visible because you had you know these yeah. iconic players Terry Butcher the uh, England abs- captain absolutely yeah. and the same thing's happened when Brendan Rodgers came back with Celtic they were playing brilliant football Stephen Gerrard's obviously the same with Rangers um I'm not so sure in terms of him staying or going I, I just don't know you just don't know in football especially how rich this club are going mm. to become uh-huh. now
3: and Stephen Gerrard spoke about money about the transfer window and he said we spent virtually nothing I, I,
4: I do Yeah, I do sympathise with him there. But however, I will agree with Barry as well. I think his inner drive Mm -hmm. and what gets Stephen Gerrard up in the morning is trying to win things. And I think he's he's done it in terms of winning the the league with Rangers. But I don't think that will be enough for him because it's even harder to win that title again. Mm -hmm. You know, in terms of League Cup, Scottish Cup, you know, I think that's eaten away at him. So I, I. He's, he's absolutely driven to get more success for Rangers but I don't know if that will be enough if a big offer comes in
5: I mean we're, we're talking crazy money
3: here what, what if they come in and say to him look it's a basic of 5 million a year uh, get, in the, get into the look, top look I don't think 10. they come down to yeah. wages for
5: Steven Gerrard no. or anything like that I think it's clear him as a manager yeah. how ambitious he has, he has. Sorry to go um, and win trophies. And
3: Rangers have backed him. I mean, I know yeah, recently listen, there's not I, so much, but like, they you built. You know, i about the chairman
5: yeah, sure. and who's involved behind the scenes. They, they have backed the manager, um, and I, I, he, I'm sure he appreciates that. But listen, football's a strange game. We don't know. Listen, it's not us it make the decision.
3: Um, I mean, Douglas Park has done brilliantly. Not sure it's quite seven hundred billion. Dermot <laughs> Desmond would be the same. I mean, these are fantastically wealthy it's people. Crazy Beyond, when under, like of that. course, it is
5: absolutely. Uh, yeah, uh,
3: the public investment fund is worth three hundred and twenty billion. Uh, it's a state-owned investment consortium. PSG Qatar Investment Authority is two hundred and twenty billion. Of course, the human rights issues in Saudi Arabia are um, to be questioned, um, but. The fans, I think, on on, uh, the northeast, they just want to see change there. But did you see the
4: footage coming through Mm. when the announcement was made? You know, outside St James's Park. Oh my goodness, Mm. it's incredible.
5: I've been lucky enough to play there. It's a fantastic stadium. The atmosphere now, even when Newcastle were down the Championship a few years ago, that place was packed to the rafters.
3: We'll talk a bit more about it in the second hour. That's us at halftime. We're back after the news.
0: fees they even throw in registration and 12 months road tax so if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi where would you go The thetaxicentre.com trade only
2: the go radio football show with thetaxicentre.com don't miss out on huge savings on your new taxi available exclusively to the taxi trade let's go, 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 go,
3: go. let's hope Scotland take the prize tomorrow night against Israel 52,000 are going to be at Hampden. It's going to be an amazing atmosphere. We've got Barry Ferguson, 45 Scotland caps. Shelley Kerr, 34 times manager of the Scotland women's team, took us to World Cup finals. Was that the proudest part of your life so far, Shelley? workwise?
4: wise wise absolutely. I you
3: mentioned you massive success with Arsenal as well. And how many yeah. caps for Scotland?
4: 59.
3: 59. Oh, amazing. Listen,
4: yeah. taking the team to the World Cup was just... Absolutely amazing. An amazing experience. Emotional. What, what, uh,
5: Shelley, what What was the build-up? How, how long were the, the girls away for before the, the actual going over what, to, to Yeah,
4: we had a pre-camp. and um, We played Jamaica at Hamden and we had a record crowd. First time, um, 18,500 for a women's game at Hamden. It was unbelievable. And that night, probably, because of the legacy side of it, that will live with me forever. Mm. Because... You know, you're seeing people in the stand that have came to support the team going to their first World Cup. So it was just an amazing experience, the whole thing. Um, it was brilliant. How long were the... The team, they... Were, oh. The team were together, so we, we got together before that game. So we were in for um, probably about five, six days beforehand. And then I let the players go home. You know, I spoke to some of the senior players. You know what it's like. It can be mm-hmm. intense. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a few friendly games before that, and the build-up to it. But then you're you're two weeks in the tournament. So, um, but we decided to do that and not just stay. Um, we had that five days, and then the players went home after the Jamaica game, and then we got them back in again before we flew out to France. Mm.
3: You can tell the excitement is mounting here in Glasgow's own Go Radio with the taxi centre. 0808 17, 17 700. Loads of people coming on and just wishing Scotland all the best. 2 1 seems to be the favourite. Well, it's a favourite. That would do any of us, wouldn't it? But most people are going for 3 2. 1 0. Quite a few. Mm. There's a couple of 1 1s, but 2 1 is in the lead at the moment. The manager, Steve Clark. Well, we know Israel so well. We've met so many times. He thinks that both teams have improved in recent times.
1: Yeah, I think we've both improved, uh, probably in equal measures. I've spoken quite a lot about how I feel that we've improved over the my tenure, if you like. Uh, and I think the Israelis are the same under under their their coach. They've done well, they've improved. Obviously, we both had big results against Austria. Last time, We, we a great win in Vienna. Israel had a great result at home to Austria. So it's made it interesting. So third seed against fourth seed in the group is suddenly is a, a big game for second place. So that's a credit to both nations.
3: Barry, is that a fair assessment? We're both getting better.
5: Yeah, I, I've got to agree with that. There's, there's no doubt about it. Look, I've said plenty of times that this this ain't going to be an easy game, Paul. I've seen Israel enough times, obviously. I think the vast majority of Scotland has <laughs> yeah. over the past couple of years. Um, as I say, they've got some very good players, some real dangerous players, but... So have we, and you see the difference since Steve Clark's come in. Um, he's he's kicked us on, uh, got us obviously uh, to the Euros, which was fantastic. And this current group of players continue to grow. Um, and as I said at the start of the show, it's in our hands we can now get to the playoffs. You don't need to rely on other teams getting results or dropping points. The full focus can just be on Scotland, and that's important for the players. You've both said
3: how dangerous Israel can be. Here is the manager speaking about their, the strike threat they have. Certainly,
1: really good forward th- forward threats. You mentioned Zahavi, but Manor Solomon, playing off the, the little left position, uh, find, finds good positions in the game. He's, he's a really good player, as, as we found to our cost at times. If they play Dabour up front, he's a great target man. Weissman, I'm not so sure if he's available or not, but if he plays, he gives them another threat. Two solid midfield players and organised at the back. A little bit similar to ourselves, I think, in terms of how they shape up the team. It's probably why the games have always been quite close between the two nations. And I expect another close game. Shelley.
4: It's um yeah, I mean, we've been speaking about it. It is gonna to be tough. We've played them enough. Um I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing when you know so much yeah. about your opponents. It's a tough one. Um because you're you you're thinking, will we do something a wee bit different? Mm. I think you know, both teams will play with a back three. Um, so I always think, and, and I go back to obviously the, the support, a um, packed Hamden. I think we've really got to press early in the game and try and, you know, make sure that we win balls higher up the pitch and that will give us a chance to get the crowd up early stages of the game. Um, I think going back to obviously the project, cause I, I do call it a project because Steve's only been in the, the job two years, I think what he has done, if you think back to Russia and Belgium, you know, they were they were tough games for us. And what he'd done after that was he made the team really solid and hard to beat. And then people were complaining that it wasn't attractive, but actually he then started to get some results. And now what he's done, you know, just pre-Euro's and then post-Euro's, He's actually started to add that attacking element to our play, which I think has been well well received by all the Scotland fans. Because you need it. You, I mean, you go to Hamden and you watch a Scotland team, you want to see crunching tackles, you want <laughs> to see you know, high energy, high pressing, but you want to see that bit quality as well. And I think the last couple of games, obviously Lyndon Dykes has scored in back-to-back games, I think. So that's what we need. We've been missing a goal scorer, and that's my only little worry mm-hmm. um, about the game tomorrow.
5: It's been a building process and people have got to take a step back and realise that you just can't go in and think, right, we're going to win every single game. You've done the right thing, you made it solid and compact and then you build for there and you could see each game, I could see an improvement Mm -hmm. and now you can see the confidence coming through the players. The only thing I will say, and I've got to agree with Shelley, we ain't got that out-and-out yeah. goal scorer Lyndon Dyke's been brilliant for Scotland She Adams, great find Brilliant for Steve Clark, Getting them to come here But the only thing is They're no out-and-out goal scorer I
3: think I know who you think Might score for Scotland I'll ask you shortly Let's go on the lines And we're going to hear the Hamden Roar For that goal tomorrow night Andy is on From the Hamden Roar podcast Good evening Andy
8: Hi there Paul, how you doing? Good, how are you? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. Still got the excitement at the moment. The nerves will come tomorrow. Uh-huh.
3: Barry's looking at me scans, thinking, How would you know how, who I think is going to score for Scotland tomorrow? Can <laughs> I just have that with you? Me me? Like, can, I, can, I, can, I, can I ask Barry for I think you think John McGinn is going to score yeah. for Scotland? I, uh, you're psychic. I just had the feeling. Yep. Is that true? You do think it could be John McGinn?
5: Yep. Yep. Scotland 1 0, no John McGinn. Oh,
3: wow. So we got the prediction already. Andy, what do you feel? How are you feeling? You're a huge Scotland fan you've got the, the podcast what do you want to yeah, ask Shelley and Barry?
8: Well I think that the the main talking point for tomorrow is probably what he's going to do with McTominay and or Jack Hendry because mm-hmm. with Hanley's suspension it's weird isn't it mm-hmm. thinking that a few years ago people would regard Grant Hanley as such a massive loss because he's he's gone and come back and is, in a very short space of time made himself pretty much undroppable mm-hmm. at the, the heart of the defence for us so with the suspension getting in the way, it's quite frustrating and I'm really curious as to what he's going to do. Will he move Hendry across and then drop McTominay on the right side of the fence or will he just keep Hendry there and then maybe bring in Cooper or McKenna to replace Hanley? I think that's probably the the biggest uh, talking point ahead of tomorrow's game. Right, that's both. Shelley?
4: Andy, you make a really good point and just going back to Grant Hanley, I think that he got a lot of critics um, in his Scotland career but I have to say, as a an experienced player, what he's done over the last two years in terms of develop himself even further um, at Norwich has been absolutely fantastic. So, And it's all credit to him. And I do think he'll be a loss because he's such a warrior in the heart of defence. You you don't get anything fancy with him. He does the basics and that's what you want as a defender, especially in a back three in that central position. Um, he wins balls in the air. He intercepts now as well. So I think he's he's been really, really good for Scotland. My personal opinion, I always think, and especially if it's a, a back three, I always think it's better just to make minimal changes. So for me, I think putting McTominay in there in place of Grant Handley, I think, is the most sensible thing to do. There is that option that you could put um, Jack Hendry into the centre and put McTominay on the right, but I think he'll maybe go with McTominay in the centre. Don't know about you, Barry.
5: Yep, that's what I've went for. Um, you, you've all obviously got Cooper as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Who has played um, a few games lately? But for me, I, I think McTominay, when he plays on the right side of a back three, he's been exceptional. He's one that can come out with the ball, similar to what Jack Henry's done um, when McTominay's been out. Um, but that's what I would do. I would, I would keep the way it is. Um, but Grant Hanley, criticised two or three years ago, he's been phenomenal for Scotland. Just a, a, an old school, puts his head where it, where it hurts, very good defender and he's got better wage, Grant Hanley and it's amazing the amount of people now are mm. here saying he's going to be a massive miss and I'm glad for him because he deserves it. Here's the manager speaking about his omission because of the suspension. No,
1: obviously I would, I would like Grant to be available but he's a he's a rugged central defender. They tend to pick up yellow cards so you know that along the way in a, in a qualifying campaign you can lose some, some players to two yellow cards granted one on the out for this game available for the next one and then my job as the head coach is to try and find the best solution with the with players that we've got available Andy what
3: do you think yeah, yeah. Where, where's the magic going to come from um, what do you think up front Barry thinks 1-0 for Scotland and he sees a John McGinn goal what do you reckon
8: do you not have John McGinn, he had that amazing scoring run for us mm. a couple of years ago, but he's probably due another one for us now, to be honest. He's gone a wee while without one. Uh, I think that he has the most obvious choice is the link between the midfield and the uh, attack, which I hope is too. I think he has to go with Dykes and Adams. I think we saw the benefits of that against Austria. So I think with McGinnon behind those two, we do carry a bit of a threat. It's important, though, that we support that from the wide areas. I'm wondering if Patterson will play to get us further up the park a wee bit than O'Donnell Knight on the right-hand side. Mm. That's not a criticism of O'Donnell. I think he's got his his pros, but he's got some cons as well, um, which Patterson um, is able to provide um, getting forward, as we saw against Moldova. So mm. um, I'm curious to see if Patterson gets an odd there to get some width on the right-hand side.
3: Right. Well, we discussed it earlier. You've got different opinions here, Barry? Mm-hmm. Yeah, think, My personal yeah. opinion
5: would be um, Nathan Patterson mm-hmm. but I can see why if Steve Clark goes with O'Donnell because I've said Stephen O'Donnell ain't let Scotland down mm-hmm. he's been um, very good for Scotland but my personal opinion I think this game would suit a Nathan Patterson because I think it is important both wing backs are high up the pitch mm-hmm. Andy Robertson does that naturally Stephen O'Donnell's more a defender Nathan Patterson's more of uh, going forward because when you play with a back three you have got the three defenders that will basically sit behind the ball
4: I think the, the one thing for me and I agree um, I think Nathan Patterson would do well but I think from a manager's perspective I think he's going to try and keep things similar um, to the previous game and, and little change and also Stephen O'Donnell's got that experience of playing in that wing back position now he's done it more often he's done it obviously at the finals and um, I, I I just can't see him
3: What would you go with? If Shelley Kerr was the manager of the men's team tomorrow. Uh, Because the manager says he knows he's eleven. What we've heard what you're eleven is that you think Stevie Clark will go with. What would you go with?
4: That's a really difficult question because I I I would probably have played Nathan Patterson, you know, more games. So in that respect, then I would play Nathan Patterson. But because Mm -hmm. of the situation now where O'Donnell's had more experience Mm -hmm. Um, then yeah, I would I would probably, given the context of it right now, I would probably go with you know that team. If, if Nathan being...
5: Patterson hadn't played the ninety minutes at the weekend for Rangers, then I would have went with O'Donnell because you? he's got ninety minutes under his belt, um, I think I thought against Moldova he was he was excellent. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. But <laughs> so was Stephen O'Donnell against Austria. Mm. Uh, so that that is <laughs> the one that I think the last couple of days would have been playing in Steve Clarke's mind but obviously today's, he's got his starting to live he knows what it is so and that'll st- be the one that'll yeah. be interesting see, to see. Going
4: back to Jack Henry as well, mm-hmm. the reason why I would keep him on the right, I think sometimes he can be a wee bit rash and I think that he can maybe get away with it, you mm-hmm. know, in the wider areas but centrally you can't yeah. get away with that and I think Scott, Mac- Scott yep. McTominay, he's just, I think it's been mentioned, but I've said it before, he's like a Rolls Royce, mm-hmm. he's a machine yep. And um, even though that's not his natural position, I think I would be more comfortable with McTominay. Anymore.
3: And did you agree with Shelley?
8: Well, Henry, Henry's played there in the middle of a back three a lot in mm-hmm. Belgium, which I'm wondering is, is yes. maybe going to be the reason. If he plays there he, with, for Ostend and then over now at Bruges, mm-hmm. he's, the center, he's at the centre of a back three for them. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not a new position for him, whereas it would be a brand new thing for McTominay. And we saw when we started him at right centre-half, just at the start or when we were in lockdown last year um, for the uh, the Nations League in the semi-final, he, he did look a bit shaky because it was a brand new position for him and he's taken time to grow into that and I hope that if we did play him in the middle of a three, he wouldn't take time to
5: grow into it because we need him to, to step up base up. Mm-hmm. And also, yeah. you, I mean
4: Jack Henry, <laughs> I mean,
5: I've been watching him the last three or four weeks, PSG. Yeah,
4: he's done well. Yeah, I mean, The one
5: in Leipzig, Last he's playing champion he's playing top level football. Mm-hmm. Jack Henry. He's another one that always thought was, was very good and then Celtic let him go and fair play to him, he goes away to yep. a different country. That shows you what type of mentality and character he's got. Real character. Yep, yeah. Real character. And I'm delighted for him. He's got his move. He's playing Champions League football. And he's became a main player for Scotland So many roads lead back to the decision Celtic made last year To let
3: people We talked about Craig Gordon half an hour ago And there's Jack Henry But we're talking Scotland uh, What about the bond, the team spirit Let's hear the manager Andy And then we'll come back to you
1: No it's been good But listen it's, it's also been a gradual process over a, over a period over two years now Where you, you bring them together You try to keep the nucleus of the squad together There, there has been changes If you look at the, the squad when I first took over And the squad now is a lot of changes but the Nucleus, uh, the, the core group, always there. And everybody that we've added to it has, has just given us a little bit more. So as you can hear from you downstairs, they're all screaming and shouting just now. So after training, they're all sticking together. They're, all, I think when I came out there, there was about 15, 16 in the, in the pool, just having a little stretch and a chat. And that shows that we're all together. And I think it's very important. If you want to be successful, you, you need to have a group of players that, that want to go on that pitch and give everything for each other.
5: You're yep. smiling. Yeah, yep. there's, there's a real spirit about the yeah, place. There's no it. doubt about it. I hear when they're doing interviews, they're, they're looking forward to turning up. Mm-hmm. Now he picked 24 players, I think it was 24 turn up. That just tells you what. Not just Steve Clark, but the players have created. They've created, um, they've created an, avi- an environment that they want to be part of. And you know what? When you've got a good spirit off the field, it brings a lot on the field.
3: Yep. A smile on their face. Andy, what's the chat in your podcast and what? Is your result tomorrow night, what do you reckon?
8: Uh, I think that we will win. Uh, I know we've not made a habit of against Israel recently. Mm-hmm. Um, hard game. I'm, I'm Obviously, as, as we are every time, very wary of Zahavi for them. He's yeah. he's a nightmare up, up there for, for Israel. Um, and it's a big, big onus on the shoulders of our defenders to, to deal with him. But I think that throughout the team, we've got the continuity and the quality to, to go and take the game to them, which is why I'm hoping that we opt for a couple more attacking decisions in the lineup. Um, rather than try and catch Israel out, go and go and make the game difficult for them. Um, so I think that we will have enough to to get past them. I don't obviously I don't predict a three or four nil win for a Steve Clark Scotland side, but I do think that we'll yeah, control the majority of the game and get the goals that are necessary to win it.
3: Who do you think the goals will come from? Is it going to be Lyndon Dykes? Do you reckon or Jay Adams? Uh, what do you reckon?
8: Oh, Dykes is in good form, isn't he? he uh, is, yes. Yeah. I I think that um, I'll go for. Adams I'll go for Shea Adams
3: and the plan tomorrow then If you got it all mapped out because we were locked down for so long we, we love finding out what people are doing on match day
8: uh, I'm going to the game with my dad and my brother so I'm picking my brother up from Queen Street station he lives in Aberdeen so he's huh? getting the train down mm-hmm. so meeting him at one o'clock-ish and then we'll go get lunch and a few pints and then head out to the stadium probably about four and half four. It's a great
3: <laughs> Exactly, isn't it? It's a great Do you setup. remember a few months ago and we talked about it and we said, I honestly, Shirley, this, we was, this is, people this forgot is what it great. was like. Now, just listening
5: yeah. to that, meeting, yeah. meeting my brother at the train station, I'm going for a couple of pints. That's what the fans want to do. It's great to hear that. Do
3: you Imagine it down the train from Aberdeen and say, welcome to Britain <laughs> <laughs> or Scotland or whatever. It's <laughs> an old gag. Listen, great, Andy. Let's hope that we're celebrating Maybe speak to you on Monday. Cheers Andy. Yes, thanks for having us. Thank you.
2: The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Visit their showroom in Darnley, Glasgow to test drive your new taxi. Let's go, 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 go,
3: go, go! Thanks to Chris for the traffic and travel. It was busy this afternoon but of course it's the school holidays again, the October break so have a great time. All the teachers out there and the pupils as well, always great relief at this time of year, Shelley, when they've got uh, a week away. So,
5: never at yep, school,
3: steady. <laughs> I've got two daughters that are teachers. And- so, yeah, oh, well sorry. done, all the daughters. Now, listen, don't I, I say got them stick as well. <laughs> no, what a job they do, and it's great that the, the kids are all back and people are back to near normal. Listen, well done to last night at the Glasgow Business Awards at the Chamber of Commerce. It's great that people are back at these events again, Shelley. And you would hear this morning in breakfast, Chris Hughes got the Young Business Person of the Year. So the gaffer here, Tracy McNellan, the CEO presented her with that award and £5,000. So well done to Chris, the winner there, Young Business Person of the Year in Glasgow. Great to see new talent, isn't it? And also congratulations, I think he's listening just now, Eddie Hawthorne, the CEO of Arnold Clark Lifetime Achievement Award. My question is, what age are you, Eddie? I thought he was only... (laughs) He's uh, still a young man, but a lifetime achievement and what they do at Arnold Clark for so many charities, uh, it's just phenomenal. And what they've done at the Kilt Walk, uh, well, for years now, from the beginning... Uh, along with Royal Bank our headline sponsors they're giving away three cars this week so we're surprised two people already and uh, you know uh, just look at the socials at Go uh, at Go Radio and also at the Kilt Walk some of the winners are phenomenal one it's a couple going into the children's hospital the other day yeah, to take their child there stuff. and G- the G- woman is approached by our team and she's looking and uh, they were in for a checkout with the wee boy and they find out they've won a, a new car from Arnold Clark's it's amazing there's another guy that's out in the sh- socials today as well uh, in Glasgow and he's won a car and he just can't believe it. And his personal story, but he wanted to go out and help in men's health. There's been such a huge thing during lockdown, the number of people who are struggling and uh, there's been a boost for him. And there's one more to come there. But Eddie, congratulations. Lifetime Achievement Award last night at the mm-hmm. Business Awards. Go Radio, our sponsors there. And we're proud to be part of it. Well, Stuart Patrick, Richard Muir and all the team there. This time tomorrow night, we hope we're celebrating. Well, we'll not quite still be midway through the second half, surely we'll be doing well against Israel. Ross is on the line from the Tartan Army. Ross, you're through to Barry Ferguson and, and Shelley Kerr. Good evening.
9: Evening, how's things?
3: Great. Is this true that you will be DJing at the pre-match party tomorrow at the Shed?
9: <laughs> yes, I am indeed at the, at the Shed in, in Shawland. So they are from, uh, from about midday tomorrow to try and get there get the party underway
4: Ross what's the first song give us
9: the first song come on well do you know like it starts off really quiet because yeah. everyone goes for pre-drinks so whatever the, <laughs> it'll probably just be some tunes that I like that nobody else likes for the first hour uh, and then we'll, yeah, we'll get into all the, all the classics and the, the sort of 80s numbers and the Tartan Army favourites and all that kind of stuff yep
3: yeah. is there an all time favourite would you say or a current 2021 give us the top three th- songs tomorrow you know when you get to that uh, crucial point what are the three songs you'd play
9: Do you know, it's always Proclaimers. That's the the big request. Mm -hmm. Proclaimers and Run Rigs still. And uh, Bacara as well is still huge from last year. Uh, So, yeah, Yeah. there's new ones. There's been a a whole host of new anthems that got recorded for the Euros last year that go down pretty well as well. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, a bit of them as well.
3: The Fratellis have got a great version of that, haven't they? Yes, Sir, I can boogie.
9: Yep. Oh, absolutely. Isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. That always goes down well as well. And uh, um, there's a couple of other versions as well. So, so yeah, uh, I think James
3: is getting it out for us as well. Yes, sir, I can boogie the Fratelli's version, although I think he might be listening to something else at the moment, just checking uh, the calls coming in. Ross, what are you thinking about the game itself? Because you've got uh, two people... I'm out. just thinking yeah. about the
5: shed at 12 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> you, what are you doing at 12 I'm tomorrow? training, we're uh, training. I've got, the boy, I've got the boys in early because we have no yep. game. So we're starting at half 12. They get away for two o'clock because they all want to go in watch their national team play oh Scottish
4: artists, a bit of simple it, minds we'll what
5: do you hear say
3: again tell him, Ross what's that Ross well,
9: we'll still be open at 2 if you want
3: to come along Barry <laughs> listen 2am <laughs> you could go and then you can go and watch the, the fight <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can go and watch yeah maybe
5: maybe a few Calm years down. ago I'm getting too old now no way
3: <laughs> Ross what are you reckoning what do you think tomorrow
9: it's always a tight one against Israel I think we'll leave it late uh, and I'm going to go a 1-0 Scotland
3: hmm Yep, and how are we going to approach it what do you think and any surprises in your team I mean we're behind everyone You, you know, it's a squad We've got two huge games in three days but what do you think tomorrow how we go for
9: uh, it yeah, I don't think there's going to be any massive surprises I think you'll go with sort of Patterson and Robertson down the wings um, I don't know what the situation with McGregor is in terms of injury and stuff but I'd imagine you'll see him again Gilmore across the midfield McTomery back, mm. I think and I think It's got to be Dykes up front, isn't it?
3: And and Shea Adams as well. Would you have him alongside him? John McGinn just behind?
9: Yeah, I don't know. I did see something he might be injured, but I don't know if that's uh, I mean it'd be good to go to up front. I can't see him doing it. I think he'll kinda of stick with the one with the one up front and Dykes and have and have Adams and obviously Nisbet as well on the bench. I think Nisbet's obviously a, a good one to call on. He's in, in decent form at the moment. So yeah, I think we've got a strong bench regardless if we are kind of struggling, come Sixty minutes that we can kind of throw on some some extra firepower up front, and uh, yeah, hopefully get the job done ahead of the
5: the Pharaohs game. Yeah, but yeah. when people mention the Pharaohs, uh, I have nightmares. Um, <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. Oh, two each, two nothing <laughs> down at half time. Uh, but listen, I'm I'm I'm, I'm with Ross. I, I think it'll be a tight affair. I'm with, I, I'm sure Steve Clark will go with Nathan Parsons. I think we need to take the game to Israel. I don't think Israel will come and sit back because they need to win as well Shelley yeah, so they, they I to. think they'll come out the traps as well and try and go for Scotland and I think that that'll suit us that'll suit us certainly um, we both wing backs if they play high up the pitch and certainly we've got to for me Shea Adams I'm a wee bit worried But you just said there about Ross is a bit injured hopefully he's not because I like um, she Adams and, and Lyndon Dykes together
4: Ross do you think that because um, obviously against Austria um, you know our previous two games he, he did start with both Adams and Dykes so you think that he might change that for the game tomorrow
9: I, do, I, th- I think if um, I'm not sure what the situation is if um, Adams is injured I think if he's fully fit I think he'll just go with the two of them up front
4: yeah.
9: um, otherwise I think rather than have a second striker I think he will just have Dykes up front but no fingers crossed it is the two they work well together Uh, as you said the previous couple of games has gone really well for us and um, yeah this is a tough one isn't it so we we always seem to struggle against Israel so hopefully we can kind of put that right tomorrow
4: I think an interesting thing for me Barry and this is your domain um, that central midfield area we haven't really touched on them tonight but Billy Gilmer I think you know I think Israel will probably sit off us a little bit mm. and in terms of us building the attack. I think having Gilmer on the ball because, like you said earlier, he's so confident in his own ability. You know, he can take it either side as well. I've never seen a player um that checks his shoulder so much that the amount of times that he scans um and actually like eyes uh, in he's, the back he's he's head. always yep. scanning um and that's why he wants the ball because he's comfortable, he can get a yard. You know, he takes the ball in a half turn, so he's already facing forward. And I love the way he plays, you know, because, like you say, he'll go in and take the ball off the centre-backs. But I also think having the back three, if McTominay plays in the centre, he can drive forward. Mm. So that'll allow our midfield to get higher up the pitch. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, but listen, he's just a, a wonderful technician, Billy Gilmore, but also Callum McGregor's a real good footballer. So they too bang in the middle of the pitch. Um Dictate and play, I think, is going to be key to and obviously, that then allows what I think John McGinn's best position is just letting him go and, and go up in support of the, the front, too. But Billy Gilmore, for me, it, you use a word scanning, I speak to midfielders about it all, all the time. He's all he, he knows what's round mm-hmm. about him, he knows whether to take a touch or lay it off. He's just, I just love watching him. I could watch him 24 <laughs> 7. I know you could, yeah, yep, he, yep. he's um. For me we're lucky to have a player and I just think in time he's going to get better and better and I think for his development it was great that he's went to Norwich he's seen a different side of things now where he's not going to dominate the ball he needs yeah. to do the dirty side of it where they're going to have um, less possession of the ball at Chelsea normally you dominate games so I think that's that'll be really good for his development but midfield area for me is the engine room it's always a key area to pitch but they're good in there Shelley mentioned the player Nacho. He's older, experienced, but he's a good footballer. He keeps them together in there, so that's going to be a key battle in the midfield area tomorrow. But we've got enough quality to run it.
3: Just mention so many of them you've talked about. Let's talk about Tierney. Let's talk about the skipper Andy Robertson and Ross. You know here is uh, Craig Gordon speaking about the captain. Great,
7: he's been brilliant for the the groups. And say he, he first got the the captain says so really going into the role and if there's anything that any other guys can, can bring up that, that might help the team in, in terms of organisation or whatever and talking on the pitch, then obviously that benefits everybody. And so everybody's got a, a role to play in that. I do think that club captains, you do tend to get quite a few of them uh, in our international teams and we've had that in the past as well. There, there's been captains throughout the team at, at club level, but Andy's, Andy's great. He is the, the leader of the, the group. Hopefully he continues in that role for a long time because he's really brought a good sort of atmosphere to the group and kept everybody together. And that is so important, as I said before.
3: Ross, how do you feel about the captain who's won what's well, nearly everything in the game, isn't it?
7: Well, yeah, I know he's
9: got to still win the World Cup with us. But uh, there's just a bit of time for that. Uh, he's got the fight, he's got the passion, he's got the talent. So, yeah, he's, he's, he's obviously... Uh,
5: Taking that, taking that captaincy to his own, and he's, he's been incredible. And yeah, he'll be a vital player uh, tomorrow. I thought it was, it was a slow burner, Andy Roberts, when he first yeah. came in. We obviously when he got the captaincy, his form wasn't the same at, at Liverpool. But I think over just before the Euros, when we qualified in Belgrade, and then I'm um, oh, sorry in Serbia, uh, and then in the Euros, he, he was excellent for us. Um, and listen, see what he done at the Euros for the boys. You bought, Got Them all the hamper thing with all the, yeah. the different things in it, that's what good captains should do. I'm sure that's why all the guys really like yeah. them. Um, yeah. but listen, what, what a story! Did you
4: buy your teammates?
5: <laughs> I can't see on there. No. Um, I'm sure
4: you were generous, <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
5: but in terms of a great story, yeah. getting let go for Celtic, going to Queen's Park, Dundee United, Hill City, now he's a oh, Premier expensive. League winner. Right. Champions League winner and now he's captain of his country led them to the Euros and what an opportunity he's got now to lead us to the, the World Cup playoffs hopefully do you, know,
4: do you know what I think has been developed massively um, I, I thought in the Euros to the Czech Republic game I thought he was outstanding mm-hmm. for us I thought he was our best player um, but what's been developed now um, in the system that we play is his relationship with KMT. that's ah, It's great, I love it's, to see it I mean, if one of them mm-hmm. goes inside mm-hmm. The other one goes on the, o- the outside, you know. If one goes bombing forward, the other one provides that balance, a little bit of support, and provides depth. And they've just got such a brilliant understanding. Um, his deliveries, I mean, we see it week in, week out when he's playing for Liverpool. I think for Scotland, the same. I think what we need, and I think this has helped with playing two strikers, is having players inside the box, mm-hmm. you know, because he, his supply and his deliveries is absolutely fantastic but his relationship for me with Kieran Tierney's been brilliant.
5: Yep and that's what we spoke about with Steve Clark. He had to find a formation for me to get the best players in the starting 11 and and he's done that with both Kieran Tierney and Andy Robertson and and Shelley's bang on there when you watch them. Sometimes you see Kieran Tierney 60 70 yards when he drives he's a ball carrier Kieran Tierney Andy Robertson just fills in in his position. There's a, a good connect a real good connection. I says that with the two forwards but Both Robertson and Tierney um, know the game inside out. They know how they operate and look, they're playing at massive clubs as well. Phenomenal.
3: Ross, final thoughts then before we go to the break. How are you feeling about it? Do you you sleep? We talk about how players feel and managers beforehand. Does it get to you? Do you sleep well tonight before a match? Uh,
9: I might have a couple of drams. (laughs) Uh, Nah, looking forward to it. Obviously, uh, it's going to be a a full house at Hampden which it's been a long time since we've had one of them so it's just going to be time to enjoy the occasion and hopefully get the result and, and make
3: it to the playoff. it's going to be phenomenal and your scoreline again let's go 1-0 Scotland 1-0 Scotland that would do us and then you'll be finishing up with this at the shed tomorrow final plug for <laughs> absolutely. that absolutely I don't think you'll need a plug you'll be absolutely uh, mobbed tomorrow Ross thanks a million for calling us from the Tartan Army have a great day tomorrow
9: cheers thanks
3: very much thanks for calling Go Radio Barry Ferguson, Shelley Kerr, Paul Cooney, taking your calls, 0808 17 17 700. Back after the break.
2: The Go Radio football show with the Taxi Centre. Visit their showroom in Darnley, Glasgow to test drive your new taxi. Let's go! go, 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 go.
3: 22 hours and 15 minutes from Scotland against Israel at Hampden Park. We can't wait for the game tomorrow. We're in the company of uh, Barry Ferguson, the ex-Scotland captain, 45 caps, and we've got the ex-Scotland women's manager, Shelley Kerr, with 70-odd caps as well for Scotland. 59. Was it? 59, oh, well, plus VAT. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Logia calls. That's twice <laughs> you've been put in your place. I, absolutely. Hey, in the I night's can't young, take
4: credit for it. <laughs> the, the, night's, the
3: night's young. You never know what's going to happen. That's the big story. Just getting ready for tomorrow. Um the last caller, Ross, said um, Shea Adams, is there a suspicion of an injury? All we can tell you is he was on the coach he was at training today so we don't know anything on that, Ross we don't know where that came from at the moment we think it's going to be Shea Adams an up front in, An yep.
4: interesting one though if he is injured yep. and he's got a niggle who would you put in there?
5: I would put Nisbet uh, yeah. He's not been in great yeah. form Shelley, but I watched the Rangers and Hibs game mm-hmm. and he looked if he was getting back to his best great header um, it's a good goal a and he, looked, he looked more like himself um, I don't know whether the contract situations, is maybe playing in the back of Kevin Nisbet's mind because um, he's in negotiations with Hibs but previous games to that he never looked the same Kevin Nisbet as last season but that game at the weekend against Rangers he, he looked right up for it he looked sharp again so for me if she Adams he'll be on the
3: bench because she Adams is okay he's fine so that was, uh, someone was on. I've just found oh, out this The physio's f- <laughs> so. been on the phone. <laughs> Someone's just been on to say he's fine. He's okay. So, and that's great news, isn't it? Everyone turned up mm-hmm. and everyone is fit for the match tomorrow night. It's fantastic. Some of the other headlines today. Well, the old firm game has been switched, no surprise, to 12 o'clock on the second. So that's on the Sunday. Uh, Celtic against Rangers, 12 o'clock. Judgment Day, D-Day, Super Sunday. But that uh, seems a long way away, doesn't it, Shelley, before that? but uh, And Hearts and Hibs, that's changing as well. Other things on the wires just now. We are talking about Stephen Gerrard as one of the bookies' favourites for the job at Newcastle. Steve Bruce is still the manager and hopefully gets his 1,000th game against Tottenham. But who is going to take over then with the, the Saudis in town? And Amanda Stavely, who put that together. Well, they're saying that Brendan Rodgers is also wanted. He's, on the, he's on the list of potentials. Could you see Brendan Rogers moving
5: from Leicester? He's just won the FA Cup. Well, we were just speaking won. off yep. air, me and Shelley, the, the last couple of weeks he's, he's been getting um, a bit of criticism yeah. from from the stands which is very unlike uh, Leicester fans. Normally they're they are, they are um, a supportive group. Um, but you look at Leicester, for me, the players that they've got, I mean, I spoke about it before, I don't know if you've seen it Shelley, their new training yeah. places just out of this world um, so they've, they're, they're geared up for me Leicester as a top six team to go and challenge um, in there but listen
4: I always think it's hard as a manager because it's, it's similar differently but Callum Davison for example with St John's yep. last mm-hmm. season how can you replicate that? Yeah, really. You know, Brendan Rodgers last season with Leicester done really really well, they're playing great football, his philosophy in terms of how he wants to play the game and trying to recruit players to fit in with that system, I, I think he's he's got a real good proven track record. And we all know in, in football that when the fans don't get their way and you don't get a couple of results, that it can turn really, really quickly. What I do like about him is that the way he deals with he's very, very calm. Mm-hmm. He, he never seems to get stressed about anything like that. He's really, really calm.
3: The latest on the wires, it's the Daily Mail, is saying that uh, Brendan Rodgers is one of the targets. They are ready to pay the £8 million compensation that would be needed to move Brendan Rodgers from uh, Leicester to Newcastle. And then they say he came so close to winning the Premier League, as we all know, in 2014. That was just two years after he guided Swansea to promotion and, uh, of course, the success that he had at Celtic, where, remember, 10,000 people turned up. That day he turned up as manager. Of Celtic, and he revitalised that football club.
4: He's, he's been getting touted for various jobs. Mm. You know, I, I I thought I saw some something in the in the papers the other week there about Barcelona. Mm. He's been touted going to Arsenal. So he's Tottenham as well. Tottenham as well. So he's always you know getting attached to really really big jobs, and it's no surprise because of the work that he's done.
3: And remember, this is uh, speculation, but it's in the Daily Mail. They're saying that Stephen Gerrard would be intrigued by what is set to happen at St James's Park, given the money that would be there to spend and the fact that we'd be managing in the Premier League. They claim that this will be probably be his final season in Scotland. That's in the, the Daily Mail at the moment.
5: Well, I, I'm sure the, the Rangers fans will be worried at this moment in time because yeah. I think, um, again, he's been here now three seasons. Um, I Look, think you've done. seen progression each season, no doubt about it. I thought last season, I mean... Just need to look at their record defensively in Europe, um, 25 points they won the league with, the only disappointing thing is as we spoke earlier, the Scottish Cup getting put out in the quarter-final, League Cup quarter-final, that's something that I'm sure um, he spoke about the first day of pre-season, is we need to earmark, make sure that we get our bed and birth, we retain the title, but also we need to go and get one of the cups if not two of them.
3: And they're also speaking about who might go there, but I think that's all speculation. Um, They're saying John McGinn, would he be a target? Gareth Bale. But uh, anyway, that's what's breaking in the wires here. Neil Lennon today said that he would like to, do you know the the country he wants to manage in? Israel. Israel. Yeah, you saw that. He was on Israeli television speaking about that. We're thinking about Scotland-Israel tomorrow night. Uh, And what a remarkable two years it's been. And as Shelley said in the first hour, it's like a manager. He's been in as long as uh, Ange Postacoglu in terms of Time with the team?
4: Three months. Three uh, months. That's my calculation. 14 weeks. Yeah. live 11 camps, yep. um, fixture camps, whatever you want to call it, yep. plus the Euros, it equates to about three months at a club environment. So I think he, he deserves a lot of credit. I think, is it 28 games he's been in charge now? Mm. Um, and you, you can now see the identity that is Steve's team.
1: Mm. He's got his new
3: contract. Let's go for it. Let's not be silly. I could see Shelley when I was at the beginning, and I could see you saying, as a manager, you're saying, yeah, yeah calm, just calm the Jets. But we will surely go for it. He's been speaking about the the bond with the players and he reflects in his own career.
1: My international career wasn't very long. I need you talk about club really club club experiences. They're always when you've got a you've got a happy dressing room, a group of players that want to work and, and, and be together every day and, and enjoy coming to their work. I think the players enjoy coming to the Scotland camps. So when you've got a group of players like that then you have a chance of success. And certainly when you've got the quality that the players have got here, so they've got the They've got the togetherness, they've got the, the mental attitude to do well for the country and they also have that, that bond of friendship, if you like, when they come together. So those three things can, can make you a better squad and a better team.
5: Yeah, I, I'm a big believer If you're happy off the pitch, you're happy on it. Um, I've, I've always maintained that um, your performances, if things are settled and, you're, um, as I said, things are going well off it, you tend to um, give good performances on it. And that, that's the vibe I always get for this well, since Steve Clark's come in certainly. This is a vibe I get for this squad. They're always desperate to turn up. Um, you don't see many call offs. I've got to be honest with you, that's something that I've I've looked since uh, the, the two years since Steve Clark's been um, been manager and you just need to look at this game or these two games, sorry, this double header. Twenty four players pick, twenty four players turn up.
4: He said as well that he's still learning. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of you know the finals, he will learn, re- reflect, and learn. But I think what he has done, you know, thinking back to when he first came in, he, you know, there was a bit of kind of um, noise about him having double sessions. He you now, you know, he's changed that. It's single sessions. I think in the lead up to this camp, I don't think he got the players in on the Sunday or the Monday. I think he gave them that, the extra couple of days because it's just a double header as opposed to the three mm-hmm. games. All right, there, Paul. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Just concerned there, (laughs) Um, but um, I I think that he's changed. He's been really open-minded and having that kind of conversation, communication, probably with Andy Robertson and the leadership group that they have there. But I don't think they came in on the Sunday night, which you 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 mentioned it earlier. Often you come in Sunday night, have recovery the Monday. You can't actually do anything to the Tuesday or Wednesday. So I think he's given them the extra time in that you know as a player how valuable that is you know yep. when you've been playing maybe a tough game and then you're going away with an international team then it's good to spend time at home with your family as well before you come in yeah
5: but man management yeah that's exactly what it strikes me as a manager that I would look forward to playing under yeah. steve clarke yeah, yeah I always look at managers when i see them do interviews or you you watch how their teams playing and you think i would i would enjoy playing under him and that's the kind of vibe i get for steve clarke
3: Here's Nathan passes and speaking about uh, the competition for his position.
5: Uh, no, it's obviously it's good to have competition in every, every,
8: every department of the pitch. I've got that at club level and I've got it at country now. So um, it's obviously good
5: to just have the competition. Um, you push each other to try and do well each day in training. Whoever gets the nod, you need to go on and do well. And we've both done that every time we've been called upon. But you know what, that
3: um, conversation, we'll find out tomorrow at what, four o'clock, about what the team is. So there's a young player who could be in tomorrow. We've got Tuesday as well, but I guess, Barry, you don't think about Faroe Islands at all at the moment.
5: No, I think, look, your sole focus is on um, Israel tomorrow. And then, hopefully, well, no, hopefully, we will get the right out tomorrow. You enjoy Saturday night, go and go back to the hotel, have a bite to eat, um, and then Sunday morning when you open your eyes, the focus goes on to Faroe's how you see it, Shelley? Absolutely,
4: yep. can't look beyond this game. It's a huge game. I keep on saying it, you know. There's a point between both teams. Um, I think that Israel have to come out and play um, because they need to catch us. It's all in our hands, and you know I, I'm so excited about the game tomorrow. Just seeing Hamden packed because we haven't seen that for a, for a long time, and um, especially the national team being there. And it's also. The magnitude of the game as well, what it means. It's not a friendly game. Um, you know, you, probably by the time Denmark come around, you know, it, it'll all be settled in terms of positions and yep. the table. So, for me, it's a huge game and it's it's really exciting.
5: You know, as a manager and a player, Shelley. Yeah. The great thing about this is it's in our own hands. Yeah. We decide. Nobody else decides for us. We decide. We've got three games to get nine points, and if we get the nine points, we're in the playoffs. As Craig Gordon said this is a special game the older
7: you get the, the more you realise that uh, these things don't go on forever uh, there is limited amounts of opportunities to qualify for, for big tournaments and yeah it, it does it does become you know, more special and a little bit more on, on each game that you, you go out and manage to represent a national team so yeah, hopefully I can do it a, a few more times and get a, a few more games and in this campaign and, and be successful It could be busy tomorrow Shelley you've talked about the
3: strike threat coming from Israel
4: Yeah I, I mean I, I think both teams will get chances I think there'll be chances in the game because there's so much at stake I think it'll be cagey but I think there will be openings um, because they, you know both teams will want to keep possession and um, you know, you, you have to, you, there will be turnovers in the game, so I think he'll be called upon. And, um, you know, I've, I've no doubts that, you know, he'll be well up for the game. He's experienced enough to deal with the occasion as well. He's had so many in his career. Um, but yeah, I, I think, you know, both goalkeepers um, will be called into action tomorrow. I hope it's a good game. You mm-hmm. know, I've. I, Obviously, I hope we win. We're no renowned for scoring lots of goals, but I think what we have done of late is create lots of chances in games.
3: What's your scoreline? Barry's given us his, and we'll get it again. What do you think, Shirley? Uh,
4: I think 1-0. No. Scorer? Um,
3: we don't really care. But I, we, don't you know. care. No, I don't care. <laughs> yeah.
4: No, I don't care, but I can see it being Lyndon Dykes continuing right. his scoring yeah. form.
5: Big Lyndon, yeah. Thank goodness he chose us. Barry? Uh, I've went John McGinn, but mm-hmm. listen, I'll take an OG. I'll take the ball Hitting off somebody's backside, and I don't care how it does as long as we get three points. Steve Clark with the second last word.
1: My first experience of being involved in a qualifying campaign all the way through where realistic we've got a chance of being in the second position. So for me it's a little learning curve as well. It's a good experience. But what I'm learning is that every game's a cup final. You you need you need the points. This is the next cup final. When we went to Vienna last month, it was a big big night for us. We had to make sure that we got a positive result. Got a very good result three points was a was a great return from that game six points for the last camp was a great return put us in control of second position and now it's up to us to maintain that
3: we did it in Vienna let's have a great night in the south side of Glasgow tomorrow Shelley thanks so much for joining us your final word for Scotland
4: just get the job done <laughs>
3: <laughs> Barry what would you say
5: just win it I thought you were going to sing there. Just win it. And I told you up. I need a couple of shared bits down me before I can sing. He was dancing around the studio here last year. Let's hope we are tomorrow night,
3: everyone. The shed tomorrow at twelve. <laughs> Listen, thanks everyone. Stevie Lennon's back just after the news with some more great music. Good luck, Scotland. Thanks everyone. Thank you.
2: The Go Radio football show with the Taxi Centre. Visit their showroom in Darnley, Glasgow to test drive your new taxi. Let's go! go, go.